hosting for your tech life proudly provided by web central everything technology from computers to mobile phones tvs and the internet information you want all the help you need your tech life with trevor long hello and welcome as it says on the box this is about your tech life uh my name's trevor long and it's great to have your company uh Hearing about anything new in technology, talking about technology, that's what I do. So if you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology in your life, uh, just reach out, say good day. Uh, you can call 1-800-157-157 or you can go to the website eftm.com.au. Uh, anything in your life, whether you're looking at buying something new, uh, whether there's a problem with something you've just bought or something that you just don't know the answer to, try and help you out. We've got a few things to talk about tonight, including... Uh, interesting conversation about tablets and photos and computers and do we need them? Tablet buying advice uh, and uh, smart TV buying. Plus, we're going to talk about a, a new way to buy cars. Something we've, we've touched on before, but this is taking it to the next level and, and quite, a, quite a great concept if you know the car you want and uh, are ready to buy. A, a website that could save you literally thousands of dollars. Now, Tony Abbott's in trouble, and no, we're not getting political here on Your Tech Life. Uh, it's a technology problem for the, for the Abbott government uh, and YouTube. Um, what did YouTube do to upset the Abbott government this week, or Tony Abbott's office, shall we say? Um, there's an interesting study out from uh, our friends at the mobile company Yatango regarding where and how we use our mobile phones. Some of that uh, will disturb you. <laughs> Um, there's smell-o-vision for your mobile phone. Uh, you, you won't believe this idea. Plus, 3D printers. You can buy them today in retail stores here in Australia. Uh, I didn't think that would happen this soon, but it has happened, and I'll tell you more about that shortly. All thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Systems. Uh, check out their fitness trackers, their action cams, their watches, their GPS navigators, their golf products, their cycling products, their fitness, their triathlon, no matter what it is, if it relates to tracking, GPS technology is involved, then Garmin has a product to suit. And you can find out more about them at garmin.com.au. that one coming did you a bit of fun uh that song has been in my head it's like an earworm since i first heard it and i blame uh gk who is one of the pr team at vodafone who sent me an email saying have you heard this song and did you realize that sometimes when farrell williams is singing clap along in his actual song it sounds like treble and i went don't be stupid i had to listen 
Anyway, bit of fun. Thanks to the my mates, uh, the boys, the Robertson brothers. Benny uh, wrote the wrote the words. I don't mind having the Mickey taken out of me. Obviously, I like it. It was a bit of fun. I, I will continue to play that just because it brings a smile to my dial. Now, this was an interesting press release, which I thought originally when it came out that it must have been a publicity stunt, but it's absolutely genuine for real. Officeworks has become the first retailer in Australia to sell 3D printers. Uh, $1,499 in 21 stores across the country. You can buy the white or the silver 3D printer. And if you want to splash out a bit for the same price, but only online, you can get the magenta, pink, or the blue. Now, this is the Cube 3D printer. Now, this was uh, voted by a, a magazine called Make, which is kind of into this kind of stuff. The easiest to use and most reliable 3D printer. Straight out of the box, you can get started with the Cube printer. Now, it doesn't actually plug into your computer. It, um, it's a Wi-Fi enabled uh, or USB. So you, you, you have your, your, your drawings and you print it across to Wi-Fi. And, and a couple of hours later, you've got what you printed. Now, the 25 3D files come with it. Um, and there are things like chess pieces in there and different things. I've heard you can even make an iPhone case with it. Um, apparently, the, the, the ink, okay, the, the plastic, is, is the same um, ABS. It's, it's a type of plastic. It's the same stuff as they make it Lego out of. Uh, so maybe it is quite, quite strong and, and resilient. I want one. Is it just me? Or do you want a 3D printer just because you want to see what it does. I mean, I've seen them in use, but the idea of um, of giving uh, a design to this um, this little device and for it to print it out is, is mind-blowing. Um, the idea of printing out a chess piece in, in about 90 minutes, apparently. I don't know why, but that appeals to me. Um, apparently, it's a bit different. It's, it's, it comes with these stack, stock designs. You can download designs, but apparently it's not easy to actually design your own things that would frustrate me so i want to design a little i don't know what i want to design i don't know what i want to print out maybe a little microphone or something i I don't know but toys for my kids don't know the refills for the ink are 60 dollars each are also available at um at office works um and they're selling the the ink in stores i'm just going to click on store availability i'm going to type my postcode which is the north and uh, side of, of Sydney and it's available at uh, North Ride, Glebe and Pitt Street uh, let's type the Melbourne CBD postcode uh, Russell Street, Fitzroy, Preston so kind of all the all the big um, biggest of the office work stores so June Lup and East Vic Park in, uh, in uh, Perth um, uh, what's the Queensland postcodes 4000 aren't they so Milton, Wollongabba West Burley you know, you're probably talking three or four office works in each state are selling uh, the uh, the 3D printer. Fifteen hundred dollars? Would you buy one? I, I I just keep saying it. I want one. I don't think I need it, but I, but I want one. So anyway, good stuff. Interesting interesting move from from Office Works, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Do you want one? Are you going to get one? Uh, send me an email. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. The name of the show, eftm.com.au. The place to go 
to get in touch about anything technology in your life, uh, questions about technology, problems with technology, doesn't matter at all. Uh, just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Gavin. Hi, how are you going, Chris? Good, good, buddy. What can I do for you? I've got a, uh, I've got an issue. I've, um, I've got old Windows PC and wife has as well, and they're both just about to uh, give up the ghost yep. because sometimes they start and sometimes they don't. But we have a Mini, and uh, she has a Mini, and I have an iPad. And I, she so has we, a Mac Mini, does she? Or yep. an iPad Mini? An iPad Mini? Yes, and you have a full-size iPad. And a full-size iPad, which I've okay. recently got. Yep. And um, we thought we might be able to just use those two, but we're having difficulties with some things. And one of the issues I have is photos. We've got two or three, about 2,000 photos on just at a uh, uh, external hard drive. Yep. And I want to be able to use my iPad to get onto that hard drive just to edit and be able to look at them, and it doesn't happen. So I need to know what sort of device do I need. Do I need to buy a Mac a Mac Pro? I was looking at a Mac Pro. A Mac Pro? A Mac Pro, yeah. That's a massive machine worth a lot of money. Or do you mean a MacBook Pro, the laptop? Uh, the MacBook Pro. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> the Mac Pro yeah, is their the, latest yeah, creation. 1200 bucks or something. <clears throat> yep, I understand. Well, look, I think the, the issue here is um, future thinking. I mean, there, there probably is or are some ways to get access to those photos on the external hard drive. For example, um, I think Seagate have a, have a um, uh, product where essentially the, the hard drive becomes um, accessible via the Wi-Fi and you can see the files that are on there and potentially the photos. <clears throat> I'm not sure that you'd be able to edit them though. Um, and I think my bigger problem is as you go on and you get more photos, where are you going to put those and how does that operate? So yeah, I think... Living in a world where you want to keep photos and, and have a gallery of photos, probably just having iPads isn't the solution. Yeah, and I also made the mistake of only buying the small memory one as 16 well. 16 gig. Yeah. The big gigabyte one. Mate, even if you had the 64, you'd still get to some point where it's going to fill up, right? So yeah. no matter what yep. you do, it's going to fill up. So I think you do need a computer of some sort. Now, you certainly don't have to get a Mac. You could get a PC. <clears throat> it really, excuse me, depends on on what you what else you want to use it for. What what other what else are your needs in in the in the PC space? Uh, no, nothing, basically. Yeah, well, right. That's exactly that's the problem. I, there's nothing else I, I need. I just have emails now. Yep. I used to use it when I was in business, but I don't I don't have that problem anymore. So <laughs> all I have is just a uh, just emails and these photos, but it's. Oh, Every time I use the iPad, it always sort of asks me to to um, use iTunes, you know, and you need a computer. Yeah. Tell you what I reckon you do. I reckon you get a Mac Mini. So a Mac Mini is just a very small box. Um, you, I don't know that you'd be able to use your old monitor with it, but uh, you might be able to talk to the Apple store about getting an adapter so that you could just use your normal monitor on it. But a Mac Mini is basically... A computer without the screen, very very small little thing, but it would do pretty much everything you needed to do because you'd be able to keep the photos there, you'd be able to edit photos on there quite nicely, um, and it'd be kind of your central um, place where your your home would have files and and things, so you could share them between your iPads as well. Okay. And see, the thing is, there that's that's about I think it's about eight hundred bucks. 
um, depending on how you spec it up. But you don't then need anything else. You don't need a you don't need a laptop, so why buy one? Um, you know, save your money and and just get the very absolute basic what you need. I, I think a Mac Mini would be a great solution for you to for both storage and for those moments where you do just want to sit maybe at a bigger screen and and do a bit of photo browsing or editing. Plus, you could use a Mac Mini as the like if you were to get an Apple TV, $109, whack it on your TV, you might be able to use the Mac Mini as the place where all your photos are stored and the Apple TV shows them as a slideshow on your Apple TV. Yeah, I do have the Apple TV. Oh, perfect. Well, you're, you're 10 yeah, steps ahead. But the Mac Mini, I don't have a monitor. You don't have a monitor? Oh, you've got a current laptop, do you? Yeah, I have a laptop, yeah. You know, monitors are cheap. Um, if you were to go to an Apple store, don't buy a monitor there. <laughs> For what you need. I, I would... If you were needing a computer, I would recommend getting a Mac Mini and a Mac Monitor, but you don't actually need the computer for its use. So I would go to Harris Technology. Where, where do you live? I'm in Tassie. In Tasmania. I would go to yeah. your, a Harvey Norman, a, you know, a big store that sells computers and ask for just a monitor. Um, and then you just plug that monitor into the Mac Mini. Okay. All right. So if you've got a Mac Mini and then a monitor, the Mac Mini will come with a keyboard. Uh, you know, Bob's your uncle. You're off and running and you've got the basics of what you need and you've probably saved money and not had to buy the laptop. However, if you feel there is a moment in time, whether it's a month away, 12 months away, that you might want to take more than just an iPad with you on the road or something, then the, uh, the, the, uh, the MacBook becomes slightly better idea of an investment. So that's, that's really the only thing you have to weigh up in your mind, I think. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually, from what you're saying, and there's only sort of a few hundred bucks by the time I buy a monitor and, a, and the Mac Mini. Yeah. There's only a few hundred bucks difference between getting a... Then if that's the case, what is it, the Mac Air or the Mac Pro? Well, yeah, I wouldn't... I don't think you need the Pro. I think you just need an Air. And and for that reason, you're kind of debating really over price. You probably don't need a Mac Mini then. You could just get an, an Air. You don't need... The only thing is with it, with a laptop... To, to do some of the things you want to do, like have it as a central repository, you kind of don't you – need, you need the laptop to be on all the time, whereas a Mac Mini is just a computer. It's always on. You can leave it on. It doesn't feel like it's kind of a waste. Uh, you can have the monitor off and leave the computer on and those kind of things. Um, oh, okay. Right. So, so there yep. are some benefits to that, having the Mac Mini just you, – you, you know what? There are people – I've seen plenty of people who have a Mac Mini sitting in their entertainment unit with their television. Uh, and you could probably hook a Mac Mini up to your TV with a HDMI cable. Uh, you get a wireless keyboard. You're sitting on the lounge with a computer then, um, but it's also got all your photos on it, and it can interact with your iPads and your, and your Apple TV, and uh, Bob's your uncle. Okay. All right. You've convinced me, Mac Mini. <laughs> good on you, Gav. Yeah. Uh, let me know how you Sounds go, mate. Good. I'd love to, love to hear how you end up going and, and whether it's the right solution for you, mate. Will do. Thank good you very you, much for your time. Good on you, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, EFTM. .com.au Now, Tony Abbott got himself in some strife over the weekend on social media, but not through his own making. And oh, this stuff really annoys me. Um, uh, okay, I, I lean a little right. <laughs> There's no bones about that. You can probably tell that on Twitter, but I don't, I'm not a massive fan of the government or anything, but I really get annoyed with with the approach that both parties and both level of extreme supporters take on the internet and social media. Um, so what happened last week, Tony Abbott up in his, his office uploaded a video of him talking about his achievements and promises and all that kind of jargon. 
and uh, put it on YouTube and, and linked away. Now, on the weekend, if you saw the video embedded, so like in Twitter, it had this message on it saying this user has been suspended and something along words along the lines of misleading or deceptive content. And I thought originally it was it was a joke, but it was absolutely true. YouTube had suspended the account of the Prime Minister of Australia. Now, let's go back a step. How does this happen? We all whinge and moan when, uh, uh, let's, let's give the example, a teenager's killed in a tragic incident and, they, and it, their friends set up a, a fan page on Facebook. And do you remember the times that those fan pages have been vandalized and we wish that Facebook would do something? Well, Facebook, YouTube, all these companies set up report buttons and you click that report button, you tell them what's wrong and most likely a computer will, will stop what's happening before a human being intervenes. So what happened here, my guess, is that enough people perhaps coordinated, click the report button and spam misleading conduct was or information was, was one of the options. Enough people click that button, YouTube's computers go, boom, shut down the account automatically because that's what we want. And then very quickly, obviously, the Prime Minister's office make the call, it gets reinstated and it's all back. But what does it mean um, for, for YouTube? What does it mean for user-generated content? Does it mean that anyone can click a hundred times and, and have content taken down? Does it mean that this is going to happen to Tony Abbott more? No. I would suggest that YouTube has flagged the, all the political accounts now as not to be taken down without uh, a, a manual override. So it won't happen again. But what about you and me? If this happened to me, if my account was taken down, I guarantee it would take me more than two days to get it back up. So if there was a concerted effort by anyone on the internet to make this happen, I think it's disgraceful. And I'd be really annoyed by it. And and I think that sort of thing shouldn't go on. It's back now. It was funny at the time. But uh, let's hope it doesn't have an impact on the way we, we interact with uh, politicians, let alone businesses and other people who could be affected by this kind of report button on websites like YouTube. Uh, get in touch, go to the website. My name's Trevor Long. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can go to the website eftm.com.au. Love to hear from you. Um, Facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. Whatever you like, whatever way you want to get in touch, I'd love to hear from you. eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Well, if you want the best in navigation for your car, check out the Garmin range of satellite navigation systems in car GPS at garmin.com.au. An example is the Nuvi 3597. Now, this is a recommended retail 349. It is the Prestige Series, the best Garmin has in navigation. It offers a 5-inch high-resolution dual orientation display with pinch and zoom like you used to on your tablets and smart devices, detailed maps with free lifetime updates, so plug it in at any time to your computer and you'll get the latest maps. Uh, if there's any available, they'll be put onto the system for you. Garmin Real Directions, free lifetime traffic alerts, voice-activated navigation, Bluetooth and smartphone link compatible. This is beautiful. And it really is a beautiful device as well. But think about the, the features like the, the Garmin Real Directions. So the Nuvi 3597 is redefining spoken turn-by-turn directions. With Garmin Real Directions, easy-to-understand driving directions that guide you like a friend using recognisable landmarks, buildings and traffic lights so there's no more stress trying to read the street names. Uh, easy stuff. The Garmin has the Smart Link compatible, uh, Smartphone Link compatible. It's a Smartphone Link is a free mobile app that connects your... Nuvi 3597 with your Android smartphone. So when paired, 
Um, you can use your phone's existing data plan to share information, such as where you parked, points of interest, and your destination. Uh, it also gives you access to Garmin's live services using real-time information, such as weather and traffic. Uh, those live services are available free and by subscription. Check it out. It's one of the great devices, the in-car GPS range from Garmin at garmin.com.au. Really should delete that one. Not a fan, but that's okay. You're listening to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch. Just go to the website eftm.com.au or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to phones. Hey there, Irene. Hi, how are you, Trevor? Excellent. What can I do for you? Well, I have a question. It's not so much a tech question as what can can you help me with a, a problem that I've got. We purchased a TV. It was a Samsung TV from one of the major department stores. Sure. Part of inside the packaging was a leaflet to say um, that there's a, a Samsung um, Galaxy Note that's um, drawn every month, and I think the promotion started from August of last year, and it goes through to July of this year. Yeah, sure. Now, who you know, wouldn't want to win it was that? Quite good. Makes yes, the investment yes. in the TV a little bit better if you win. Of course, of course. So anyway, and I thought, well, I'd like to take advantage of this, but you had to actually register online, register TV online, which I yeah. went online with Samsung. They gave you the um, the WW address and whatever, so I went into there. I got so far, and I before I could actually submit it, there was a little window there where you had to check that that um, model number was in their window. Yep. Went through it, there was no model number there. So I couldn't go any further, I couldn't submit. So in turn, I rang Samsung to get some numbers to see if they could help. They in turn gave me a number, which went to an overseas call centre, and they in turn did the registration online. But it still didn't give me an entry into that particular draw. <laughs> After a number of phone calls and constantly going back to call centres, I didn't get very far at all. Mm. I have registered online, oh, not, sorry, not online, verbally, so the TV is registered as far as warranty is concerned. But as far as getting somebody to help me um, with this promotional um, mm-hmm. Samsung. That's what I'm looking for, but I so just can't. I'm how just does it re- around, around in circles. So, so just go back to the original way you're meant to enter. You're meant to go to a website, put in yes. your name and address and everything, and, and some sort of identifying feature which isn't working. Is that that's what's happening? Well, it is working, but there was a window there. You had to put your model number in, and then you had to put your serial number in. And then beside that, there was a little window there saying, check the model number. Or you submit. So right. once you press the check, yeah. you go over to the um, the win. Another window opens up, and all these different uh, no, nothing came up. It says checking data, yeah. and nothing came up. Now, have you tried it? Going. Have you tried it on on another browser or another computer? Oh, yes, I did. I did my one at home, and I did one at work. And in both cases, I couldn't go very far at all. The actual model number in the window wasn't there. Right. The just, model number that I have. And just to be there. clear, this wasn't a promotion from the retailer. This was in the box. This was a Samsung thing. That's right, exactly, a Samsung thing, yes. Well, I think that makes it a little bit easy because we can talk to Samsung. I mean, essentially, who knows? It, it It's something very simple probably that that model number's not in the list or whatever it might be, but why yes. don't I talk to Samsung and say, listen, Irene just bought the, What did you pay for the TV, by the way? Sorry? How much did the TV cost? Uh, it was $1,400. Yeah, so you've whacked out a fair bit of money for a nice new yes. TV. What did you get? How big is it? It's a 46 Samsung a smart TV. Okay, so uh, it's it's a va- valid valid investment for your home, and you wouldn't mind a chance of winning a little tablet. 
Oh, well, I, I mean, if, you, if the promotional leaflet is there, you like to take advantage of these. And if there's one a month, who knows? I might be lucky enough to to win one. Now, I mean, did, you don't know. It didn't end in January was, or something, did it? Well, I mean, we haven't run out of time for the comp, have we? No, no, no. It started August last year and it doesn't finish till July of this year. Okay, so there's right. one every month from that period okay. of time, virtually 12 months. Right. But the thing is, too, I thought, you know, even though I'm talking to these people here and I explained to them the situation, they couldn't help. But what mm. I didn't want was someone to come and say, yeah, yeah, you're in the draw. But of course, you can say that. But is it a genuine <laughs> and honest response? Yeah, true, true. All right. Well, yeah. Irene, um, I've got your details. I'm going to pass them on to, uh, on to the people at Samsung and see whether they can connect you either with someone directly who can put that entry in or they can confirm and show you how to put it in uh, that way, all right. So okay, that sounds good. All right, good on you. Um, I'll I'll be in touch via the email very shortly. Okay, thank you so much, Trevor. And thank you very much, Irene, for getting in touch. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website eftm.com.au, or you can call one eight hundred one five seven one five seven. Talking technology without the jargon. Your tech life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you're listening. Uh, on the Omni app, a uh, nice new way to listen, or via iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever it might be. Thank you for downloading the website, eftm.com.au, to get in touch. Or you can go to the website um, and you can call 1-800-157-157. Now, um, a lot of fun ideas come across my desk, as I mentioned to you regularly, but sometimes I think about the way that the internet and, and websites and apps are changing the way we, we actually we actually live and the way we transact, the way we do business. And one such thing is, is the auto industry. And you think about the auto industry and the, and the process of buying a car. And, you know, I guess there's probably several bundles of people, people that, uh, you know, spend hours and days and months probably looking and driving and testing cars before they choose one. And the, them some that negotiate and haggle their way down. Others like me that maybe know what you want and just go and buy it. And, uh, there's a, there's a little revolution going on in the way that we buy cars. And we've talked a little bit about this before, but uh, I came across a website called bidmycar.com.au recently. And uh, Rob Madam from Bid My Cars on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Good, thanks, Trevor. How are you? Mate, really well. Um, we, I have talked about this concept before, the idea of going to a website and saying, hey, I, I really want that car. Can, can you get me the best price? I mean... Is that what you do, and, and how do you explain it when you're at a dinner party and people want to know what it is you get up to? So, look, I mean, as you put it, it really is about empowering the consumer. Um, all they have to do is go to the system, they build the car they want to buy on the system, which takes only a few minutes. Um, through this process, they remain completely anonymous. What we do is we then broadcast that request out to multiple dealers of that brand. The dealers are tendering for the customer's business. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they do is, is they all know that they're competing against each other, although they can't see each other's prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know that the only way the dealer is going to win the customer's business is to, to really sort of try and win them over with the best offer, uh, and typically, obviously, that's price. So they all put in their best prices, and the customer, in the comfort of their own home and at the time of their leisure, they, they compare all the, the prices once they're in, uh, and choose the one they're happiest with. Typically, we save people around the 15% mark off, off the price of the car, which is quite a substantial saving. And so if you talk about 15%, 10 15 20%, whatever the saving might be, but it's substantial. We're talking about the price that you'll find them. You know, if you go to Holden's website and you search for a Commodore and you put in your postcode and they tell you the dealer delivery, they, get, they do give you an estimate on price these days, which is good. 
Yes. It's, it's that number that really is, is your guide from, um, you know, you certainly shouldn't be paying that sticker price. You should be getting a better deal than that. That's what they're coming back and, and you're getting the discount off. That's right. Absolutely. And so I'm on, literally, while you were just talking, I went to the website, I chose Holden, Commodore, SS, put me in my postcode, chose Automatic, chose Sport Wagon, because, you know, kids. Um, <laughs> although the Sports Wagon's a bloody look, good-looking car, I'll be honest. I um, think they're a fantastic-looking car. And their bingo, I've got uh, choices of colours, and I, I can, I guess I can tick several colours, but and then I just click Next, and this is where it starts to say what else you want. You know, you're basically spending five or ten minutes choosing everything about the car that you would if you were sitting down in that final, you know, signing off on the car with a salesman, and then all that information gets sent off to, to how many dealers? So if I was, and, you know, like, I mean, probably don't have to be specific, but are we talking two or three dealers in Sydney if you're a Sydney person? Uh, we we have a minimum of three dealers wherever you are in the country. Okay. Um, however, obviously, um, some areas, you know, if, if you're out in, out in a rural area, um, some of the offers may come from a little further away than if yep. you live in Sydney. Um, you know, in Sydney, it'd be pretty easy to get your five or six prices from dealers. Yep. Um, but if you're if you're out in a rural area, it might be a little tougher. But we do guarantee at least three prices. So if you're in Deniliquin and you want to buy a Commodore, uh, and I only talk about Holden because it's the first thing that comes to mind. There's one parked out the front um, sure. for people that bag me for uh, you know whatever I say about a particular company. Let's say Ford then, okay? Um, you're in Deniliquin, you put down you want a Ford uh, Mondeo. Well, the prices, could you get a quote from Sydney and the choice is really yours as to whether you want to drive it back? Is that how it operates? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you were to put in your comments, and, and there's, a, you know, there's a section there where customers can put comments in that the dealers can read, hmm. uh, you, could, you could put in those comments that you're happy to travel to, um, to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also in talks with a, um, a company that does a very similar thing with automotive transport uh, where we can have a little widget online that'll um, give people the, the opportunity to see exactly how much it'd cost to have that car delivered to their door. So they, 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 they know to add that on the top and uh, they can make the choice informed based on that. That's right. But these days, car transport's pretty effective. A lot of people also are happy to travel to somewhere to buy a car and they have a bit of a road trip on the way home. Yeah, good way to run in the car, basically. The, Indeed. The, what's the turnaround time? So it's, uh, it's Tuesday night. I'm sitting here with my wife. We're choosing a car. We know what we want. We've been looking for weeks. Yep. Um, but we don't want to, you know, with respect to car deals, we want to, we don't want to be intimidated in there. We just want to go, tell us your best price. So we're on the website. We've chosen everything. We submit it, you know, come 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Well, what happens now? The dealers have three days to respond. Um, obviously, we like them to, res- to respond quicker than that. Uh, but typically, you know, if you were to put in a request tonight, you'd start to see uh, offers by lunchtime tomorrow. Wow. And and how do I see those? Do they come through as emails? No, because you remain completely anonymous, we don't give any of your details to the dealers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the dealers input their prices or their offers into our system, and we then send you an email alert to let you know they're there. So it's like when you get a bid on something you're selling on eBay, you get an email from eBay saying someone's bid. You go to the eBay website, you see what the bid is and all that kind of jazz. You're sending me an email saying, hey, you've had a bid, uh, yep. and you go to the website, you can see the bids. Um, and, and I've got a list of two bids there. What do I do? Just click the one I like so and then you, we're connected. You can, you can line all the bids up together and compare them. Yeah. Compare, the, compare them against each other all in the same screen. Um, you know exactly who the dealer is, but the dealer knows nothing about you apart from your postcode. Yeah. Uh, and then when you decide you want one, you, you just 
make contact with that dealer and tell them you're happy to go ahead with it. Right. So from that point on, it's uh, it's me and the dealer, and you're out of it. That's right. Yeah. So all your your warranty and everything is exactly the same way as if you're buying a car from a dealer. We just make the process of negotiating and the hassle and the haggle um, a a lot quicker and b a hell of a lot easier. And, and we take the stress out of buying a car. Why do dealers do it? Why do dealers why are dealers happy to do this? Are you giving them a guaranteed sell? Well, yes. Yeah, so we charge the dealer only a very small amount, and I'm happy to disclose what that is. It's zero point five percent of the purchase price of the car, so it's one hundred and fifty dollars on a thirty thousand dollar car. Yep. So for them, it's it's quite a cost efficient sale. Spotter's fee. Effectively, yeah. Mm. But um, also from their point of view, they spend as much time trying to sell you a car as you as you spend buying one. Yeah, right. So rather than spending two or three hours with a family looking at a car, they go to a computer and put a price, and if they win the price, the, the deal's done very quickly and very easily for them also. And if you needed finance and all those things, you'd start that conversation with the, with the dealer and you'd work your way through that process as you would have when, you, when you'd otherwise bought the car. Absolutely. And, and as a user, is it free for me to use or are you char- charging me to submit my bid? Yeah, we, we have a fee of $50, uh, which at the moment we've discounted down to $25 as a promo code when you get to the payment screen. The reason we have that fee is so that we can tell our dealers that you are a serious customer. If right. a dealer knows that you've pulled out your credit card and paid a small amount of money, they know you're a serious buyer and they're happy yeah. to spend you know, a little bit of time costing up options and uh, price on your trade-in if you have one and working out the availability and finding where that one is that in, is in the colour that you want and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And it's my call. If I pay that, let's say I've got a quote from a local de- my local Mazda dealer and, and I know that that price, I go to you, I pay my 25 bucks. If you don't give me a better price, my 25 bucks is gone. I go to the local dealer. I just click no on your website. Is that how it works? Correct. But um, look, I mean, we're, we're, we're a new company. We're trying to build a great reputation for ourselves. We'd, um, we're, we're pretty confident with our results. If we couldn't get you a better deal, we'd refund you 25 bucks. Yeah, right. It's a very interesting space, isn't it? Because you think about how, you know, eBay changed to classifieds. Um, you know, long term, the, the car industry is an interesting one because, you know, servicing is going fixed price, whereas it used to be kind of the way that dealers would, would make their money off, off, off a long term sale. Uh, it's a real changing industry, isn't it? And this is just one part of it. It certainly is. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other industries have gone the same way with the with the invent of the internet. But uh, mm-hmm. we find in the States a lot of people buy cars through similar businesses to bid my car. They're not exactly the same, but they are quite similar. Yeah. But in, And in the end, it's not for everyone, is it? It's, it? It is only a portion of the market that would happily just know what they want, pay the bucks and, uh, and, and get a price. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some people that need the full dealership experience and they're happy to pay a little little more for it. Uh, and then there are others that really, really enjoy negotiating. Um, and you know, as you say, we, we can't we can't be all things to all people. If somebody you know really, really likes the hassle and the haggle, um, they they may prefer to go into a dealership and arm um, wrestle with a sales guy for a few hours. Yeah, right. It's unbelievable. Look, well, it's, uh, it's it's a great it's idea. Right. Some people like it. The only other thing I'd say is how how do dealers react? I mean, how do dealers? Um, Work with the with the need for, uh, for 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 them not to do the do the hard yards, but also for them really. Does it take away from them, or are they just happy with this level of business coming in? Uh, they're they're happy with the fact that, um, as I say, because the, the customer is paying a small fee up front, they're, they're quite a qualified lead, so that they're happy to deal with those people, uh, and also the fact that 
if they do do a sale through our website, it's quite a quick and easy and efficient way of doing it. They may make a little less money, but they've got to spend a little bit less money on staffing requirements for that customer as well. So it evens out. All works out in the end, mate. Bid My Car is the name of the website. Um, if you're interested in buying a car, it's really easy because you do the you can do the hard yards or you can walk around or you can do emails. Um, uh, you can go to Cars Guide and all those things to find cars. But when you want a price, you just go to a website like Bid My Car and, and that may be the only thing you need to do to make the transaction happen. Good on you, Rob. Good luck. Thanks, Trevor. And you can get in touch. Just say good day. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now... I, I got this headline and I I resisted greatly trying to talk about it. But I've, I've seen enough coverage of it that I, I can bring myself to talk about it. I'm a bit of a prude. So the headline struck me as, well, just trying to get attention. And they, they got that. Let's not kid ourselves. So one in 10 Australians have used their mobile phone while having sex. Seriously? So... This research came from a mobile phone company, Yatango, Y-A-T-A-N-G-O. They're one of those low-cost companies, very interesting model where um, they they actually give you a plan to suit you. They build a plan around your needs as opposed to just getting you some cap that, that suits everyone. Anyway, um, Australians using their mobile phone on the go. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, social media, taking a call from their boss, family or friend. Really? Is that really happening? 20% of those people are 25 to 34 age. I don't know. I think the bigger problem is 30% of people have lost or broken their mobile phone one or more times. And 13% of that happened dropping it down the toilet. Now, does that mean you are using your phone in the toilet? This is one of those other areas of research that's been covered many times. And you know what? I'm just going to put my hand up and say, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Back in the day, you had a newspaper in there, magazines, whatever. I'm I'm not going to lie. If it's with me, I may check it. I don't care. So shoot me. 46% of broken phones happened because it fell out of your bag or your pocket. That's not rocket science. 13% of people lost it while they were drunk. Idiots. 9% left it in the cab or a pub. Find my iPhone. Hello. 7% dropped it in a drink. What? What are you doing? But this is where it gets crazy, right? 2% of people smashed their phone on purpose. What on earth are they talking about? I don't know. Have Have you broken your phone? Have you lost your phone? How many phones have you broken or lost? I've broken one. Samsung Galaxy S4. I was I was in Melbourne with BMW. I was excited about taking a. I dropped it. Dropped the phone on the pavement, right on the corner, and the screen cracked just in the corner. My family, however, have broken many. We've got a cracked screen iPad. My wife has broken a couple, but no, I don't think. I, I mean, I've scratched mine, you know, but never beyond use. So tell me about your phone. Hit me up on Twitter at Trevor Long at Your Tech Life. Uh, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. My name is Trevor Long. You can get in touch with me at the website, eftm.com.au, anytime you like, or you can call 1-800-157-157. You've got a question about technology, problems with technology, doesn't matter at all. Just get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Let's go back to calls. Hey, Maggie. 
Oh, hi, Trevor. What can um, I do for you? I had a question about uh, a tablet. I'm uh, in my mid-60s and Ages I wanted Age is no barrier, Maggie. Age is no barrier at all. <laughs> well, it has to be. It is, the technology is a bit of a barrier for oh, me. Sure. But uh, I was looking at the uh, Asus um, Icona W7 series tablet, which I... I think it's been superseded now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then I read about the Samsung Galaxy Note Pro, mm. which had a 12-inch screen. It's huge. Which appealed me because um, it's just you know, bigger. Mm. And I was just wondering what you thought about those things. I'd, I particularly would want it for travelling, mm. that I could put a, a SIM card in like in another another mm, country, a mm. different SIM card, and download photos onto it. Mm. So but let's I'm, let's talk about what you're going to use it for before we find you a device. You, you, you're going to travel around the world. Um, oh. SIM cards are, are, in other countries are a problem. There's no doubt about it. Um, mm. They, you know, they're expensive. Uh, they're sometimes hard to get. You know, you, you're much better off relying on Wi-Fi most of the time. But if you if you can oh, find okay. them, um, yeah, they're fine to get. But most of the time, you'll find just jumping into a coffee shop and uh, and using their Wi-Fi will probably do the same thing. So there are yeah. there are solutions in that sense. So when when you've got it, what do you want to do with it, and where are the photos coming from? Um, well, I was going to uh, have a camera, uh-huh. and I, I'd actually travelled in a group, and this guy took lots of photos. He did a, a slight edit mm. on his with his iPad mm. and then sent them home. So when he got home, all his photos were there, named and tagged, and, yeah. and I was thought it was fantastic because yeah. he could remember everything where we, you know, what we'd seen. When you get home and try and do that, it's you know a bit overwhelming. Now you have it. You mentioned an iPad there with someone else. What you didn't mention an iPad when you were thinking about tablets. Why is that? Um, well. I didn't want to go back into the Apple system. Okay. I, I did have a, an Apple. I used to have not a not an iPad, but I did have an Apple computer for a while, and then I swapped to a PC. And I like the uh, that it's more open yep. that you can change. So, and you have so what choices. sort of computer do you have at home? Um, I've got a, a Dell. Um, Touchscreen. Sure. It's about and three is, years old. Is it Windows running? Windows 7. Windows 7. Have you thought about upgrading to Windows 8? Well, I did, and then people were saying how difficult it was, and I thought, oh, mm. I better just wait. Right. Well, the reason I mention that is because I think, to be honest, Maggie, I think Windows might be your solution. Um, yeah, you, you've yeah. got a Windows PC at home. Uh, Windows 8 is not daunting at all, it's just different. Okay? okay. Everything operates the same. In fact, I think sometimes it's a lot easier. You just need to give it time. It's it's like, you know when you go to another country and you rent a car? You, you, yeah. You've got to give it time before you learn that you drive on the other side of the road. But in the end, <laughs> it, it's all the same. Um, yeah. Windows 8, I think, is fantastic. I would highly recommend you upgrade. But the reason I think you should upgrade is not just because it's okay, but because I think then you should definitely get an, a Windows tablet. Now, the reason I say that is this. When you... Um, when you are looking at things on your Windows tablet, you could be saving them to what what Windows calls OneDrive. It used to be called SkyDrive. It's now called OneDrive, and yeah. and that would do what you were talking about with your photographer friend. You could 
you could save a photo, you could you know, put, put data around it, and you could save it onto your OneDrive. And when you get home, all of your OneDrive photos are there on your computer. So there, okay. there, there's some benefit in that. That's, that's cloud technology. I think your biggest problem is going to be getting photos from the camera into the tablet. It's a very common problem people have, and they think that getting an Android or a Windows tablet will solve that problem. But in fact, most Android and Windows tablets don't have a USB port by default. If they do have a memory card slot, it's for a tiny, weeny little one, not like a camera. So you probably need to find a device that has USB. Now, there are a few Windows tablets that do that. And the reason I'm, I'm swerving you away from Android is because even though Android tablets can come with USB, the yeah. interface is completely new. You'd have to learn everything from scratch. Um, it's not as user-friendly as I think it could be. And I think if yeah. you're going to learn anything, you're better off learning the Windows 8 interface. So okay. I think you should get... Um, I've got... Jeez, oh, I wish... Um, I wish it wasn't at the other side of the studio. I've got a, uh, a tablet here from Asus, which is one yeah. of those transformer ones. And it, yeah. so oh, it, yeah. it's a tablet, or you put it on, it's got a keyboard. So it's a normal computer in, uh, at, at some times, or it's just a tablet. I think that would be perfect for you, Maggie. Oh, okay. That's the Acer Transformo. Yeah, the the one I it's uh, this one's an Asus. I think mine's like a T one hundred or something like that. So I've got to send it back tomorrow, so I'll put a review up shortly. It's a Asus yeah. Transformer Book T one hundred. It's a ten point one inch laptop essentially um, with uh, with Windows eight point one on it. Now it's it's powered only by an Intel Atom chip, which means it's not going to do great um, video editing and things, but it will probably do what you need in terms of Grabbing photos, saving them, naming them, that kind of thing. Really basic. Yes, yeah. Which is all you want to do. And the good thing is it's a laptop, a quite a small laptop, or it's a tablet. You can actually pull it apart. So I think that oh, works okay. really well. Well, that's, uh, that sounds very good. That sounds, uh, that does the, sound good. No matter, what you mentioned... you, no matter what you do, Maggie, you are up for a learning curve. If you get a Samsung <laughs> tablet, you've got a lot to learn. Yeah. If you get a, a Windows 8 tablet, you've got a lot to learn. If you get an yeah. Apple tablet, you've got a lot to learn. So... Yeah. You know, get it now, um, recognise that you have a learning curve and be patient with it. Yes, yes. Now, this guy, he he had an Apple tablet yep. and he got his photos on there and they don't have USB. No, that's um, right. This is one of the big misnomers about Apple tablets. I had this conversation at dinner recently with friends. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's a camera connector for your iPad. You, you plug the camera connector in, you plug your, your camera into that camera connector and it imports all of your photos directly into the camera library of the iPad. And then there wow. are stunning, and I haven't talked about it because you, you didn't want to go to Apple, but there are stunning photo editing apps in, um, in Apple on the iPad. There are ways wow. you can save them to the cloud, like onto Dropbox or to Google Drive. Um, yeah. You know, you know, at first, the first choice I think would always be an Apple tablet. And I don't think you need to worry about the fact that it's Apple um, because there's no real ecosystem joining between a tablet and a computer. The ecosystems no. relate more to mobile phones and tablets. Yes. Well, I asked him, did he have an Apple computer? And he said, no, he had a PC. Yeah. But he used the Apple, uh, he used the, he used uh, the iPad. iPad to do the basics. I mean, I'll freak mm. you out even more, Maggie. I've got a thing, and I'd highly recommend it, called a wide-eye, and sorry, um, uh, an iFi SD card. Now, it's a little orange SD card, the memory card that you put in your camera. 
Now, what yeah. it is, this is amazing. The, the memory card in the camera has Wi-Fi built into it. So your phone, or in your case, your Apple tablet, um, yeah. or, or, or I think it would probably work with Windows, but we'd need to check that. Um, what yeah. they do is while you're taking photos, it's wirelessly connected to your tablet, and you can take photos, and they automatically, over the air, get sent to your tablet. Wow. I did this wow. in Las Vegas at CES. I had a really yeah. good camera, and I'd take photos. I'd have my phone right next to me, and, and I would look at my phone, and those photos would be there ready for me to share on Facebook or Instagram without having to get the card and plug it in and do anything. It's amazing. Wow. And that was iPhone. Apple. It, well, it, it, it works. So it, it's really the camera technology. So you put this oh, card, okay. you put this card into your camera, and then this camera communicates with your other devices. And it will work with Apple. I'd need to check, but you could Google it um, whether it yeah. works with Android and Windows as well. But I think it would. Um, and it's called iFi, E Y E F I, iFi. And they're little SD cards you put in your camera. Wow! Oh, wow! That's amazing. Mm, I think I hadn't heard of that. I think you should. I think honestly, I think you should look at that, and I think yeah. you, you should then weigh up and have a bit of a play around and in the stores with the ASUS T100 and an iPad yeah. and see what you end up wanting to do. Okay. I'd love to hear what you end up doing, Maggie. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. Tough decision, um, well, no doubt. Well, I will have a play around and let you know, Trevor. Good That'd on you. Good. Tough decision. Enjoy. <laughs> Don't yes, rush. Thank Make... you so much. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. My pleasure. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website eftm.com.au. Okay. So from the Ridiculous Ideas file comes a Japanese company called Chatperf and their accessory called the Senti. S-C-E-N-T-E-E. So scent with a double A on the end. The scent as in smell. Chatperf as in perfume. It's a high-tech perfume puffer which will puff out lavender, rosemary, coffee, strawberry, and rose. Uh, and it has inside it little rechargeable squirters, which you buy for five bucks each. The idea is it's a notification device. So it'll notify you of reminders at a certain time, or emails, or Twitters, or something, with a different aroma. Seriously. So you get an email at 9am, it, it smells like coffee. You get an email at 4pm, it smells like lavender. This is a G-up, honestly. This got coverage on news.com.au. Now, it got coverage at Tech Guide. My mate Fennec wrote about it. That's funny. That's a good story. But seriously, will this actually sell? I don't believe it will sell a single one. But maybe it's like a 3D printer. Maybe it's something you have to have to try. I don't think you'd buy version 2. Unbelievable, the stuff that comes out of the world, isn't it? We talk about the internet revolutionising things like car sales earlier. Yeah, I don't think this is a revolutionary one. So, interesting times for the mobile accessory industry. But I don't know, do you want it? Senti, is it something you'd buy? Let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Trevor Long, or at Your Tech Life, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um... I also do, and I say this regularly, and sometimes people let me know, sometimes people don't. I don't know. All you got to do is send me an email. It's not rocket science. 
Um, hello to Andrew, who uh, uh, agreed, uh, our mate Andrew in Melbourne, who agrees that the throttling, um, he says, in answer to your podcast question last week, I think all internet quotas should throttle instead of charging. I agree. That's what I said last week. Um, so I appreciate you getting in touch, Andrew. And there was another one here, I think, Ian. I'm in Newcastle. I've only ever heard you on the radio here once, talking to Daniel and da- David and Tanya. So I think it's Steve and Tanya now on KOFM. Uh, Phoenix on 2HD. Yes, he is. Uh, hello, Ian. I know you're a Twitter follower as well, mate. I see your favourites and things all the time. I uh, appreciate you reaching out. But the reason I mention that is I'd love to hear from you. Get in touch. Say good day. It's just an email. It won't hurt you. But how are you listening? Because we started a new thing last week, and I'm going to put these on iTunes as well. Um, you know, I'm all about experimentation. So the whole show, Your Tech Life, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes, whatever it is, is available to listen to in one go. Oh, on SoundCloud, on the website eftm.com.au, on iTunes. But there's a great little app, which I wasn't a fan of to start with, called Omni, Omni app, O-M-N-Y, on the iTunes store. And what it is, it's like creating a personal radio station. So it brings you music and podcasts kind of all together. And so rather than having one big, long podcast, what I'm doing is I'm putting all the little segments up. So, you know, you hear my little jingles and stings and things in between all those segments. You know, one caller here, a conversation about YouTube there, whatever it is. So that they get interspersed between other shows, other songs, and it kind of feels like a big flow of, a, of content. So I'll be interested to see how that goes and whether, you, whether you're listening that way. Give it a try. Download the Omni app, O-M-N-Y. And when you get it and you set it all up, it'll, it'll learn and create a thing for you. Then go to add content and search in the technology field for your tech life. And that content will all be these little bite-sized chunks and uh, you'll get it interspersed with everything else i'd love to know what you think love to know how you think you might interact with with a program like this and content like this into the future we've got to keep changing we have to otherwise um well we'll get old and boring uh the website eftm.com today is going to change too got a nice new look to it nothing radical but it'll work really well on your mobile phone so hopefully that'll help you um, view the content that we've got at eftm.com.au. My mate Chris Bowen does a lot of the work there on the motoring stuff, so so much cool stuff there. But um, Anyway, good stuff, good fun, and thank you for listening to Your Tech Like. I'm going to leave you with, with, with my little little song. I love it. It might sound crazy when- 